The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on Voice America, America's Voice. And today we're talking about creativity, and we're talking to a creative genius who I've interviewed for many years with his many books. My guest is Michael J. Gelb. He's a sought-after speaker, consultant, seminar leader, and best-selling author. Michael is a leading authority on applying genius thinking to personal and organizational development, and he's also a certified Qigong teacher. And welcome, Michael. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Yes. I mean, we have to mention your other books, though, because there, there are so many. So your international bestseller is How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. And then you, How to Think Like Edison or something about Edison. What was that book? Well, yes, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci came out in 1998. And it's a, it's a real international bestseller. It's in 25 different languages. Wow. And then... How uh, the, the Edison book is, is actually called Innovate Like Edison, Innovate Like Edison. Right. And I co-authored that with Sarah Miller Caldecott, who is Thomas Edison's great-great-grandniece. I know, that's amazing. I remember we talked about that book. And the other book, Discover Your Genius, How to Think Like History's Ten Most Revolutionary Minds. That was an amazing book. That was fun to write because, yeah, I got to go through all of human history and explore the most influential geniuses. And then, of course, uh, to celebrate my 60th birthday, I wrote Brain Power, Improve Your Mind as You Age. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You know, Michael, I mean, you've studied all these geniuses. Now, here's my question. Do all of us have some genius thinking or not really? I I mean, is that just reserved for these amazing minds? Or what do you think? That's, I think that's a really important question, and it's a question that is at the heart of all these books. Uh, and the, the answer is yes. <laughs> really? We yes, all have we genius have, thinking. We do have this uh, uh, possibility. It's part of our birthright. Uh, you know, for any healthy child, they're born with uh, an amazing endowment of brain cells, uh, mm. By the time uh, we're seven years old, we should have formed about a hundred billion. And one of the great things that's changed in our lifetime is that when most of us were kids, it was believed that your mental potential was pretty much set at age seven, and there was nothing you could do about it. 
And after age 30, it would decline, and there was nothing you could do about that. Mm. And science has overturned that understanding. We now know that you can continue to develop your brain power throughout your life. So if, if you have 100 billion brain cells and you can develop the connections between them uh, uh, every day for the rest of your life, then the question becomes, okay, what's the best way to do that? And I believe that modeling yourself after these great minds, those who have taken advantage of their endowment at a very high level, uh, is, is a really simple, practical thing that everybody can do. And the great news is that geniuses like Leonardo and Edison gave specific practical advice uh, on what we can do to develop our brains. And it would be interesting if, you know, Leonardo said something and gave advice. It would be interesting if Edison said something. But what if what they said was the same? That would make it even more interesting and compelling. And in so many cases, the advice they give is the same. And what I've done is try to translate that advice into simple language that the average person can apply so mm -hmm. that, yeah, they're not going to become, so what are they they're also, not going to become Edison. But, but what you're saying is a lot of these geniuses have said similar things. What would you say are a couple of things that they all seem to say? that they all have in common? Well, first of all, they all say that we have more potential than we use. Yep. They all suggest that we keep notebooks and record our best ideas. Mm. They all suggest mm. that we use our imagination and generate lots and lots of ideas that we effectively learn to play with our thinking, that we become more experimental, uh, that we not only represent our ideas in words and writing in a notebook, but that we doodle and draw our ideas. You know, Edison's doodles became 1,093 United States patents, and da Vinci's doodles are in the great art museums of the world. Uh, but it's really interesting that they both filled their notebooks with all these creative doodles. And unfortunately, you know, most of us went to school and the teacher said, stop doodling and stop daydreaming. Well, it turns out that doodling and daydream are two of the best things you can do to awaken your genius. Michael, in, in light of the fact that we have computers now and people aren't doing those things as much, what do you think? Should we still be doing the old-fashioned doodling and imagining? or should Are the computers helping us or hurting us, I think, is my question. Oh, it's a great question. And, and the answer, of course, is both. Because the great thing about the computer is you can get access to information uh, that would have taken you, you know, weeks in a library, and now you can get it in, in an hour. Uh, so it, it's, it's an amazing resource to be able to, if you know how to use it, I mean, don't trust everything you read on the internet, <laughs> but if you know how to use it, you can get access to lots of amazingly valuable information. But if you stay wired all the time, if you're always on your device or your computer, then you will interfere with your brain's uh, natural process of integrating uh, that information. 
And it's important to shut the computer off, put the device away, and go for a walk in nature. Right. Uh, uh, or, uh, and that's part of why I wrote this new book, Creativity on Demand, uh, there are practices devised over thousands of years to help you raise your baseline of creative energy and deepen your openness to the aha creative insight and then also help you develop the stamina and verve you need to apply your creative idea. So that's, that's the, you know, the exciting thing about the new book is the addition of this energy component. You know, Innovate Like Edison, How to Think Like Leonardo teach you great insights into the creative mindset and the creative process. But the new book focuses on how do you get the creative energy to make your dreams come true. You talk about your body is an energy transformer. Explain that, Michael. Well, this is, you know, this is just common sense. I mean, you know, I just had lunch and, and my body is now transforming that into energy. That's, you know, we do that with uh, our food, uh, and without it, obviously, we couldn't live. We also, uh, uh, right now, uh, one thing that all of us have in common, uh, we're all breathing. <laughs> and we're transforming that uh, into energy. Similarly, uh, uh, we can draw on the fundamental energy that is all around us by consciously using the breath, consciously using our uh, ability to visualize and by making some simple movements and coordinating the breath, the visualization and the movements in order to effectively take all these energies and make them even more potent. Now, I didn't make this up. It's, it's been practiced in China for thousands of years. And one of the great things about the world we live in now is secrets that were true, you know, really esoteric knowledge 50 or 60 years ago are now way more accessible. So for this book, I went and interviewed uh, many of the world's leading masters of this ancient Chinese discipline, and I asked them to contribute their most powerful practice that the average person could do in 20 minutes or less to transform that energy and raise their baseline of creative power. And so the book is packed with all these really simple, fun, energizing, empowering exercises that any of us can do. Yeah. So for those of us who are you know, at a computer all day or we're inside, what are some things you'd suggest? Now, of course, breathing exercises, but what else would you suggest, Michael, to awaken our body? Get away from the computer. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, literally, you know, uh, one of the uh, studies that I cite in the book it was a Danish study showing that people who sit for seven or more hours in a day lose a significant percentage of their projected lifespan. Uh, so too much sitting is associated with all sorts of maladies, uh, and it's, it's just drains and saps your energy. So you literally, I mean, there are plenty of practices you can do sitting, but if you're sitting a lot already, you don't want to do sitting meditation. You want to do standing meditation, walking meditation, and some of these simple movement exercises that energize you physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. 
And so, you know, get up, get away from your desk uh, and, and do one of these practices. That's, you know, do that a few times a day and you will feel better, have more energy and be more productive when you go back to your desk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so important. What else um, would you say? Because one of the things in your subtitle is how to ignite and how to sustain the fire of genius. And I think that's, you know, it's one thing. A lot of us get those spurts like, oh, this great idea. And then it just kind of, it dies. How do you keep it alive? Right. Well, that's exactly why that's the subtitle of the book, because it's actually not that hard to get a breakthrough idea. Uh, it's actually pretty easy. There's, there's simple processes that you can apply, and they're all in the book, that make it easier to, to, to be receptive to those kind of aha ideas. But the question is, can you sustain it? Will you follow through? And it, it requires a different kind of energy to sustain something. And one of the unique things about creativity on demand are the practices that help you cultivate the energy you need for perseverance, the energy you need for courage. You know, they're ancient. These are ancient practices, some of which were used in the martial arts uh, to help warriors prepare for battle, to get their energy uh, strengthened, uh, to get ready to go into battle. And we've now adapted them so that you can use them to get ready to go into your uh, meeting where you have to give a presentation to get funding for your idea. <laughs> and the, one of my favorite quotes in the book is from uh, the great uh, entrepreneur, Nolan Bushnell. He says, everyone who's taken a shower has had an idea. It's the person who gets out of the shower, dries off and does something about it that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yes, you have to ignite it, but then you have to sustain it. And, and, and we try to give you tools to help you do both of those you things. You know, that brings up a great question for me. What about the creative person who really believes in what they're doing and they've tried? Let's say it's a book project. Let's say it's a play. Let's say it's something creative. They believe in, they're behind it, they're working, and they're getting a lot of rejection. They try another way. They try a different way. And it's not happening. What do you say to them to keep that alive? Because that can be tough. Hey, look. Edison failed thousands of times in his attempt to create the storage battery. And he knew that the more he failed, the closer he was to a breakthrough. Uh, And, and, you know, that's why he says that genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, I mean, yeah, if you're doing the same exact thing and making the same mistakes, right. then you obviously need to change what you're doing and rethink your goal uh, because you're getting feedback that it's not working. On the mm-hmm. other hand, you know, there, there's, no, there's no great achiever in history who hasn't counseled the importance of perseverance. Yep. I mean, you know, from Winston Churchill, when things look the bleakest, Anybody who's ever accomplished anything has experienced rejection. I mean, you know, how to think like Leonardo da Vinci was rejected by five different publishers. Uh, Wow, uh, really? uh, Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and, I mean, you know, you just, 
that's par for the course. I don't know anybody who's just been on this, you know, an arc of, of it looks like when you read somebody's resume, when you read the resume of a great achiever, it always looks like they just went from one success to another, that they were always, you know, golden children, and they, you know, they starred in this, and they were valedictorian, and then they went right. on to do that, and then they got promoted, became the president, got married, had three healthy, beautiful children. But there's nobody like that. I'm sorry. Everybody, even the most successful, renowned person who we admire the most, has experienced failure, adversity. I mean, Leonardo da Vinci made huge mistakes. Uh, uh, he was a refugee a number of times in his life. Mm. A number of his greatest projects failed. Uh, uh, and he writes in his notebook, he writes to himself, uh, I shall continue. All mm. obstacles can be overcome through mm. commitment. Uh, uh, wow. So, you know, that's what, it's part of what's so you know, wonderful about uh, exploring the lives of people like Leonardo and Edison in more detail is you realize these great geniuses faced uh, tremendous adversity, and they counseled what we're discussing mm -hmm. now. You know, uh, uh, mm -hmm. persevere, yeah. and 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 you know, part of why I'm so excited about creativity on demand is we're giving people uh, tools here to help them persevere uh, that are beyond just uh, exhortations to carry on. We're giving them. Uh, uh, ancient practices that help you marshal your energy so that you can feel more empowered to carry on in the face of a, of a challenge. Can you give us an example? Could you give us an example of maybe something that we could do? Um, just a very simple, something simple. Sure. Well, one of my very favorite examples, uh, exercises in the book it's called the Three Treasures Standing Meditation. And it's an ancient, ancient practice. And it involves standing in a balanced, centered way with your weight evenly distributed between your two feet. And as I always tell my students before beginning any exercise, think of yourself as one inch taller and ten years younger. <laughs> mm -hmm. And... Then the exercise involves uh, uh, some simple movements. The first one, you raise your hands over your head and you breathe energy into your upper center, which is associated with wisdom and insight and creativity. And there are illustrations in the book that guide you to do this. It's, it's very simple. Uh, then you, you, you do that for about a minute to three minutes and then you shift your hands so that they are in front of your lower center by your lower belly. You breathe into your lower belly and you draw the energy of the earth up your legs into your lower belly to give you the feeling of vitality and life force that you need to persevere. Then your hands come up and form a circle in front of your heart and you breathe into your heart center and fill it with the energy of love and compassion. And then you finish with an ancient gesture called the universal posture in which you align the wisdom, vitality, and love with your spirit and sense of higher purpose. And this is, this is, it's so simple, so powerful. And it's like it's tuning up this instrument that you have. Because you know, if you think about almost any issue or challenge that you have, 
it's, it's a challenge of aligning those three centers. You know, your mind, some, and our problems, you know, our mind thinks one thing, uh, our body wants to do something else, and our feelings uh, have yet another uh, 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 direction that they want to go in. Mm. So we talk about you know, getting yourself together, and this is a, one of the simplest practices for just getting the energy of your body to align with the energy of your uh, heart to align with the energy of your your mind and, and get it all integrated and organized. So it's like a tune-up. It's a simple tune-up practice. It's been uh, handed down for you know, thousands of years. I learned it from one of the great uh, Chinese lineage masters who was very, very helpful in putting together the practices in this book. And it's, it's, you know, it's one of the things you can actually learn from a book. Uh, and having said Interesting. that... Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also posted on my website, we now have some free video links, and you can see Master Robert Peng doing the uh, one of the postures from the Three Treasure Standing Meditation as a free link on my site. Mm. That's wonderful. All right, well, give us, some, give us some closing thoughts, meaning, you know, what, what is it you want people to gain? What's the bottom line here? What would, what's the yeah. takeaway? Well... There are three things, really. Master the creative mindset. In the book, there are 10 keys to a creative mindset, and there's something that we can all, all access and practice. Master the creative process. Learn the different phases of, of creative thinking and the most powerful tools like mind mapping and stream of consciousness writing. And then learn some simple practices to empower your creative energy. Because if you have the mindset the process and the energy, you will be able to make your dreams come true and have more fun. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Oh, all right, Michael, how can people get a copy of your book? Um, go to my website, michaelgelb.com, G-E-L-B, and they can click the link there or just go straight to Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, local independent bookstore, uh, whatever way you prefer, uh, the website is a clearinghouse for everything, michaelgeld.com. Are you teaching workshops? Uh, actually, yes. I'm going to be uh, I'm doing a couple workshops in uh, New York City, on, one on November 15th at the Open Center, which unfortunately is already sold out. But then on November 16th, I'm doing one at Ishta Yoga downtown, and then I'm teaching at Esalen in California on January 2nd to the 9th. A great way to start the year. We'll be looking at the relationship between Qigong, health, and creativity. Wow, that's wonderful. All right. And again, if they want to know more and about your schedule, they can log on to michaeljgelb.com. Yeah, actually, leave out the J when you go to the site. It's just michaelgelb.com. Okay. All right. Michael, thanks. It's always such a pleasure to interview you. It really is. It's mutual every time. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, take good care. I'm going to get you a copy of this interview, and when your next book comes out, you'll let me know right away. We'll do it again. <laughs> I always do. I always will. <laughs> All right. Thanks so thanks much, so Michael. Much. All Ciao. Right, folks. Bye. Bye.
All right, folks. Um, that brings us to the, the uh, close of the first half of Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. Remember, folks, I'm doing some coaching for people in transition. So if you want to know more, go to my website, patriciaraskin.com, and I'm offering 15-minute complimentary consultations. So really take a look at that. And coming up next is Robert L. Oaken, MD. His book is Silent Voices people with mental disorders on the street. Very interesting. Stay tuned. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. And we are on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. All right. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 